without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm going to just leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Welcome to Buckets. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleagues Raheem Palmer and NBA Futures analyst Brandon Anderson. This is the final play-in tournament workshop. We're going to break down Cavs versus Hawks, Clippers versus Pelicans, get your best bets, sides, totals, props, the works. You can find all of our content and these picks in the Action Network app, the award-winning app that helps you track your bets, get up to the second information on where the bets and money are coming in and find all of our content. I've got so much stuff coming out on the NBA first round. Lots of stuff to get into. Hope you guys enjoyed our Eastern and Western Conference previews. If you haven't listened to those, definitely go check those out before you put in your bets. Lots of stuff to bet on in those. Let's not waste any time. Raheem, let's start off with the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Atlanta Hawks. On Thursday, it was announced Jared Allen's going to give it a go. Jared Allen, who has missed so long for the Cleveland Cavaliers, he is going to give it a go in this one. That is obviously a pretty important shift. However, Cavs opened minus one and a half in this and got bet. The Hawks got bet the hell out of everyone jumped on the Hawks. And this has moved all the way to Atlanta. There was two and a half today before the Jared Allen news came out. Jared Allen came out. It's back down to two. Total is 223. Currently in the Action Network app, 67% of the tickets are on Atlanta. 51% of the money, rather, is on Cleveland. So there's a split here. Tickets are on Atlanta. The Sharps are coming in on Cleveland. The over is getting both tickets and money. What's your best play for Hawks versus Cavs? It was Atlanta minus two and a half. But I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit worried about this based on the law movement. I, like, I'm going to be honest with you. When I look at this game, the Cavs don't have a playoff offense at all. Like, we know the Hawks are second in offensive rating. They're one of the best offenses in the league. And where they struggle is on the defense. And, look, you have Jared Allen back. You have Evan Mobley this is an area where I, I think the, the Hawks can really, really struggle. I mean, like, you look at this Hawks team, they're allowing 66% at the rim. That's 21st amongst NBA teams. And that's an area where the Cavs really thrive. So with Jaron Allen being back, I kind of want to buy out of my position on the Hawks. I, I just – I'm it, it kind of worries me. And, like, the big thing with the Hawks is they are a team who, when you look at their home road splits, it's pretty damn it. Like – this is a team which thrives at home and on the road, they're just a different team. So I don't want anything to do with the Hawks in this game. I, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to buy out of this position. Like, I mean, they're 27 and 14 at home, 16 and 25 on the road. So I'm out of this one. Cowardly, cowardly. Um, here's what I got. Um, one, the action network app, we're tracking sharp action on Atlanta. That's how that line moved. The money is coming out in Cleveland, but we're not tracking sharp money. So the difference here is like, did the money actually move it that much? Like the line adjusted after Jared Allen. The line yeah. didn't move because the money's coming in on Cleveland. The money moved just, or the line moved just off of Allen. It's not going, like if Allen was that big of a differentiator and the sharps were coming in and maybe they'll come in on Friday, you know, we're recording this on Thursday night. Maybe they come in on Friday and that's maybe a reason to wait and see. But like, as it stands right now, my read on this is the sharps like Atlanta. Big money came in, whether it was public or just big money betters. And they said they had to balance it out. Allen got ruled in. They moved it at half point. 
the money, I don't think moved the line. I think that the Allen announcement made them, they're like, we have to put him in for a half, for a half point, which sounds yeah. about right. Based off of what we know about players like Jared Allen's a really good player, all-star probably not worth more than half a point. That's that to me seems reasonable. Uh, what I'm doing here is Cavs play at the level almost as much as any team in the league. It's them and the wolves are, are and the Knicks are top three were RIP Knicks. And so what happens there passes out the same way that I took Kyrie Irving assist and that one cashed easy over. I'm taking Trey Young over assist at 10 and a half and I'm doing a same game parlay with the Hawks money line. I'm not going to mess with the spread in case this one gets close. I can see it going a lot of ways. I do not think that the Cavs offense can generate enough. The Hawks, even if they're they're bleeding at the rim, Raheem, they're trading two for threes because the Hawks are going to be able to bomb from deep versus that covered. They're going to get shots for Herter and Bogdanovich, who I'm assuming plays. I will take Hawks on the money line and Trey Young over 10 and a half assists. That's my play on it. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, I like the Trey assist angle. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm wondering, what do you guys think about home court in the play-ins? So far, we don't have a lot of history. We have 10 play-in games that we've seen so far. We have one. We have one road team that's won a game. And that was the Pelicans over the Warriors, and it took overtime to pull it off. We know from playoff history, it's not the playoffs, it's only the postseason. We know in the playoffs that in a winner-take-all setting, the home team is a heavy favorite. Like 80% home teams win in a Game 7 setting. Home teams are 9-1, and one. Do we need to give the home team in these playing games a huge boost because of the trends that we are seeing so far and what we've seen in the past? Do you think that's relevant or is it too soon for that to be a trend? I think it's relevant. And one of the reasons why, like, look, the NBA doesn't actually count this as the postseason, but for all intents and purposes, this is the postseason. And when you look at the postseason splits, Look, home court advantage is around two to three points in the regular season. Last year in the NBA postseason, I had it tracked at 5.96 points. So you have to up home court advantage. And I think we're seeing that throughout the play-in tournament. So I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's it's probably – but I think it's probably factored in. I just feel like that's baked in. And we still got this at, at – mm-hmm. the Hawks are still favored. I mean, is like, it baked in enough? Because, I mean, look, we're seeing home teams, like, absolutely obliterate some of these teams. And then, I mean, outside of the, the Wolves and the, the Clippers matchup, but even then, you had Carl Anthony Towns playing probably the worst game ever, and they still came back in 16-2 to runs. So it's just like it, – it just feels like these this home court actually matters a lot more. And I don't know if the market is actually pricing it in as much as they should. Yeah, the Cavs opened as favorites too. The Cavs were minus two to open before it got hammered to Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think part of this is I have a hard time buying into the Cavs. Like the Cavs just haven't been that team. They're just they seem so tired. They seem so banged up. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes so like they rely on Lamar Stevens so much. It's like Lamar Stevens. You really don't like Lamar Stevens. No, I like him. He played really well. It's just like they need buckets from guys that don't get buckets. If it was just like oh Isaac Okoro and Lamar Stevens just have to defend. Great. But like they need those yeah. guys to shoot, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And, and the Hawks, I just, I do still kind of feel like Atlanta has like, they played, I will say this, they played that Hornets game. Like they were like, okay, we screwed around all year, but we're not dead yeah. yet. Like yeah. this is still yeah. the same roster that went to the conference finals last year. Same team. Like they looked way more ready for that moment than the Hornets. 
And yeah. I don't have any reason to think that the Cavs led by Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen, that that team is going to have like the playoff attitude that they're going to need. Right. Like look at the teams that have won at home Pelicans, CJ McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram. Like those guys have actually played in, well, not Brandon Ingram. The other guys have played in like actually relevant, pretty big games. Right. Um, yeah. The Atlanta game, obviously they like they won there. Uh, the Wolves game was kind of an outlier, but that was also like a messy game that could have gone either way. Um, and the Clippers had to blow a lead because Tyler is not as good of a coach as Raheem thinks he is. Like that's all kind of like part of that equation. So for me, I look at it and I go, the Cavs, I don't, even if the atmosphere is great, I'm not sure the Cavs are built for this yeah. moment. I'll trust the Hawks. I don't know. Uh, it's close. It is. Yeah, I, I agree that it's close. So my, my play on this one, I'm staying away from either side, just that, the home team thing scares me away enough. I like the Hawks better. Like the Hawks are the better team. They should win this game. But the angle I'm going to play is I'll play Hawks team total over 110. I just think it's a low number. I don't trust Jared Allen to just magically show up and fix the defense and make them what they were earlier in the year. Hawks have gone 108 points or more in 10 straight games right now. Uh, to that number, they're over at 17 out of the last 22 games plus a push. So I, I to me, Atlanta looks profiles a lot like Brooklyn, the way that they are a passable defense, maybe when they try in the playoffs with a very good offense, when things are working right. And we just saw the Cavs defense couldn't do much against, uh, against the nets. So I just expect a similar sort of game here. And I don't think Jared Allen moves enough the needle on that for me. So I'll just take the Hawks to go over. If they end up screwing around and the Cavs shots fall and beat them or cover spread or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll just stay out. But as I said on the other one, we'll talk about the West series. The Heat are rooting hard for the Cavs here. I think yeah. the Hawks are dangerous for Miami and not mm-hmm. a team that they want anything to do with. Uh, Miami, Cleveland is a series I don't need to see much of. Yeah, like I totally, I was actually going to say that. I was going to say that I felt like the Hawks are alive in that series just because, look, I mean, when you have a team that's as good offensively as the Hawks, on a ninth event basis, you can push anybody. So I yeah, think I, I might have a little something on the Hawks. Yeah, that- <laughs> they? The Hawks get to the line a lot and the Heat foul a ton. They're top five in the fouls. The Heat allow a ton of three-pointers, which we know the Hawks love to shoot. And the Heat turn it over a lot. The, the, the Heat are relying on elite three-point percentage offense and defense. And maybe that works. But with the Hawks, you, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe the shots fall. So if, if that ends up Hawks-Heat, I will expect a six-game or more series. And I think that, that the Hawks are alive in the series. I'll have to see. My only question, though, is just like, how does Miami do when they're with their mediocre offense when they're facing like a terrible defense? Like that to me yeah. is like a, a fair question, yeah. right? It's just like, OK, sure, you can score, but you're not going to score as much because Miami's defense is, is so much better than you and than everyone else's. Like even if you're like an elite offense like Atlanta, they'll take away enough of an edge and their defense is the Atlanta's defense is so bad. Um, yeah. yeah, Miami's plus three and a half on spread differential versus bottom mm-hmm. 10 uh, defensive teams. And that helps their offense. They have the third best, uh, I'm sorry, they're 14th in offense, but they have the third best defense versus those bottom 10 defensive teams, probably um, in a little bit of a correlation there. They're scoring yeah. and able to set and set their defense a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'll have to figure that one out. I think I'm, I'm going to wait on to see who, yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's Cavs, yeah. oh boy. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. 
It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code BUCKETS and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper and use promo code BUCKETS when you deposit. Term and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use or details. Okay, back to the show. Other game. 9-10 in the Western Conference. You have the Los Angeles Clippers coming off of a really disappointing loss the other night, hosting the New Orleans Pelicans, who with a very inspiring win, crazy arena. New Orleans came out, good for them. Clippers minus four, totals 216. Um, I'm not touching this. I don't want any part of this game. I don't want any of it. I don't want the Clippers. I don't want the Pels. I don't feel good about either side of this game. I do not like this matchup at all. If you were just like, you have to pick, I'll find, I'll lay the points of the Clippers. They've dominated them in a couple of the matchups. Raheem, this matchup makes me like, I just don't want any part of this, this West nine ten. This one is I'm, I'm with you. I'm, and I'm going to be honest with you because, you know, I watched these two teams play a week ago and I'm going to be honest with you. I would take the Pelicans in this matchup. These two teams played a week ago and the Clippers absolutely obliterated Ronald New Orleans. Up. I mean, it, it just was never a game. But, I mean, you look at the splits, basically the Clippers made every single three. They were 21 of 44. That's almost 48% from behind the arc. You look at the Pelicans, they were 9 of 24. This was a game in the first quarter. And then at some point, the Clippers just made every single shot. And I know Brandon, he talks about the Clippers all the time. They're a team that you can't predict because – they're, shot, they're, they're dependent on shot variance more than any other team. But I think this is a closer game. Like, when I when I look at this game, I, I just think a lot of times when you have those blowout losses like that and then you have to come back and play the same team, I just don't expect the Clippers to shoot that well again. And, like, the Clippers have historically gone through these scoring droughts all season long with Paul George, without Paul George. I feel like this is going to be a close game. I think Herb Jones right now, the way he's playing defensively, he should be able to do some things on Paul George. And look, the way the Clippers lost that game is concerning for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm a, I'm big on the emotional letdown spot after a, a letdown loss. I know this is a veteran team, but look, I, I, I think very highly of Ty Lue. But the other day, he really was out coached. I mean, he didn't go back to Zoo. And I think this is especially, I think this, look, especially here's the other thing. Yeah, if they're looking at this and they know Kawhi, let's say they they know Kawhi's not coming back. You win this game, you got the Suns. This is a veteran team: Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Marcus Morris, yeah. up and down. They know the deal. Yeah, like they they know the deal, right? So I don't know. Uh, to I, me, I'm, this is Pelicans are past, and I think the fact that they set the line where they set it, like they just blew out the same team. Why are they only getting four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my that's the thing. Is if it, if this was six and a half or seven, I'm probably on Pels. Right. But I at four at four and a half, though, I don't want free throws. So I'm 
I'm not touching this. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with Raheem on this one. And this is why I was asking what we thought about the home court thing, because I like both of the road teams in these matchups. And it really scares me because it's a road team and elimination game. I just, my, my, everything in my gut tells me we all have just written the Clippers and Hawks into the playoffs and we're excited for these matchups. And we're already thinking about them. And it just doesn't seem like it works that way. Like I, I went back to just last year when we wrote in the Warriors and Lakers and then it just didn't happen that way. The Warriors didn't get in. There are serious advantages for the Pelicans here in, in matchups. Pelicans destroy on the offensive glass and the Clippers rank dead last in defensive rebounding. So I think that I'm looking to play Jonas Valanciunas rebounds. Like this could be one of those games where he has like 15, 20 rebounds. So I'm going to look at escalators for him. If he can stay out there, he's just going to mash on the offensive glass. They're going to get those free extra points that way. Also, Pelicans are number one in turnovers, forcing turnovers since the beginning of February. Every game we watch, Paul George has horrendous turnovers. Mm. He has 11 turnovers the last two games against this team. Herb Jones is going to be in Paul George's grill, and I think he's going to give him problems. And if Paul George doesn't have an efficient game and turns it over, and he has he has those turnovers where he just kind of like turns and throws the auto pass where he's not really paying attention, and suddenly it's like a pick six going the other way. That's the way that the Pelicans stay in this game by getting those free two points off of a Clippers possession. I just, uh, the Clippers are the better team. The Clippers are the team that the Suns don't want to have to deal with in the playoffs. But I, I yeah, I, I worry about the letdown factor. I worry about these matchup things. I'm looking to bet Paul George turnovers over. You can bet Pelicans to have more rebounds at DraftKings. I'm betting that. To take a side, I, I don't want to play a side, like you said, Matt. I'll play Pelicans plus four if, I, if I'm picking something out of this game. And uh, I just think it's going to be close. And I, I, I worry for Clippers here. Um, I will say this, whoever wins these games, I'm betting them on Sunday. I'm taking the spread because the spreads are going to be ridiculous versus the Suns and the Heat, uh, yeah. whether it's Hawks um, or Cavs, and whether it's Pels or Clippers, like Suns will be double digit favorites in that first game versus Pels. Um, the last year we saw the wizards covered and the Grizzlies won outright. So, um, I'm, I, that's a small, that's the smallest sample we can possibly yeah. have, but <laughs> I am kind of game my, if you want like the thought process, it's this, you can't gain, you don't have these three days of game plan. You don't know who you're facing. You're having to split your practice time between two different teams. Focus yeah. is going to be an issue. Confidence is going to be very high. Those teams have to be in the play in you're running off an like the emo, the emotion of winning the play in. I actually think boosts you into that game enough for you to cover. So I'm going to be playing probably uh, Hawks, Cavs, Pels, Clippers on the spread, not on the money line on the spread come yeah. Sunday. Um, and that's going to be the play. All right. That's going to wrap it up for buckets for this week. We have so much content. Please check it out. Please give us the five-star reviews. Helps us out so much. Download the Action Network app. Follow Brandon and Raheem in the app for their picks. Follow them on Twitter. Follow all of us. Do all of the following. It's going to be an awesome playoff run. We'll be back next week with daily, daily workshops covering the games and how to bet them game, the series game by game by game. Playoffs are here. Let's have some fun and let's get buckets. 